This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, June 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Bill to ban chlorpyrifos is back. Trade package questioned by U.S. competitors. And what will join the minibus? Legislature revives ban on chlorpyrifos. During a three-day window last week, a trailer bill was slipped into the budget, calling for a total ban on chlorpyrifos beginning in June 2021. The bill acts as a fail-safe for the California Environmental Protection Agency, which has plans to cancel the product within that time frame. The measure is not subtle about its message. It's called the Protect Children from the Brain-Damaging Chlorpyrifos Act. Gut and Fill To resurrect her ban, Senator Maria Elenza Durazo of Los Angeles deployed a legislative strategy in Sacramento as gut and fill. The current legislation, Senate Bill 86, came to life as a bill on school safety plans authored by Senator Anthony Portatino. The entire text of the bill has now been scrubbed clean and replaced with language similar to Durazo's original bill, SB 458. That bill proposed an immediate ban until Cal EPA made a decision. Avoiding transparency. Slipping the ban into the budget through a trailer bill circumvents some of the public review process. When it was a school safety bill, SB 86 already passed the Senate floor and three committee hearings. The Assembly Rules Committee has scheduled the bill for a hearing in the Environmental Safety and Toxic Materials Committee. That committee meets today though the chlorpyrifos measure was not on the agenda at the time of our reporting. The assembly floor could deliver the bill's final vote as early as tomorrow morning. The decision on high. Portantino also chairs the Appropriations Committee. He made the final decision to withhold a vote on SB 458. As is standard, the committee gave no reason for killing the bill. Senate President Pro Tem Tony Atkins of San Diego was likely involved in the decision to revive the measure. As Cal Matters noted yesterday, Atkins also has elevated the status of Durazo. The Pro Tem now has replaced two moderate Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee with liberal senators, and one of those being Durazo. Regulators or politicians? Trailer bills involved from negotiations between the governor's administration and the two Democratic leaders of the legislative houses. Governor Gavin Newsom has publicly signed off on the Cal EPA decision to ban the pesticide and included $5.7 million in his budget proposal for finding alternatives. The standard path? Well, typically a number of regulatory bodies would be involved in the decision. Following a scientific review process by the Department of Pesticide Regulation, the DPR, and the Office of Environmental Health and Hazard Assessment, then would weigh in. DPR labeled chlorpyrifos as a toxic air contaminant, which would also trigger the Air Resources Board at a review by the Independent Scientific Review Panel. Cal EPA is also legally obligated to include the Department of Food and Ag in decisions over mitigating agricultural pesticides. The original time frame before Cal EPA's announcement estimated the decision over mitigation to be made later this fall. A draft of the regulations would have been released for public comment in 2020. Lighthizer to push Trump trade policy on the Hill. 
U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer is on Capitol Hill today and tomorrow to sell Congress on the new U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement and answer questions about progress on the administration's ongoing trade disputes and negotiations. He'll be testifying today before the Senate Finance Committee and will head to the House to talk to the Ways and Means Committee tomorrow. Expect concerns about the impact on agriculture of the trade war with China to be front and center at today's Senate hearing. The committee includes several farm state members, including Senate Ag Chair Pat Roberts, Senate Ag Ranking Democrat Debbie Stabenow, and Republican Whip John Thune. The administration has been playing down the possibility that Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping could strike a deal if they meet at the Group of 20 Summit in Japan next week. I think the most that will come out of the G20 might be an agreement to actively resume talks that Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross to the Wall Street Journal over the weekend. He said the most that might come is new ground rules for discussion and some sort of schedule for when detailed technical talks might resume. U.S. competitors question trade package. The European Union, Canada, China, and Australia are among the countries asking questions at the World Trade Organization about the Trump administration's trade assistance package for U.S. farmers. Some of the questions submitted through the WTO Committee on Agriculture go to whether the billions in spending could be distorting planning decisions in trade. Among the questions, Canada asks this. Could the United States elaborate as to how this announcement made in the middle of the U.S. planting season will not distort planting decisions? China and the EU want to know how the payments will be categorized a question that goes to whether they will fit within the U.S. spending limits. Australia, enlisting its concerns, notes that Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue claimed the trade aid package announced last year would be all that farmers would get. House Rules Tease Up Ag Critical Minibus The House Rules Committee meets today to start going through hundreds of proposed amendments to a package of fiscal 2020 spending bills that include funding for departments and agencies critical to agriculture, including USDA, FDA, EPA, and the Interior Department. The committee will decide what amendments get debated on the House floor. The 73 amendments filed for the USDA-FDA section of the legislation include GOP proposals to roll back the sugar program and to ensure that Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue can move forward with the relocating of two USDA research agencies. Meanwhile, Representative Maxine Waters of California has withdrawn an amendment that would have required an investigation of USDA's trade assistance program. And by the way, a lead author of the Green New Deal, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York, is proposing amendments that seek to restrict rural electrification spending on fossil fuels. One amendment would steer rural electrification loans to climate mitigation, climate jobs, and to usher in the rapid transition to clean and renewable energy. Uh, 145 amendments filed for the interior EPA section of the spending package include a GOP proposal to block enforcement of the Obama-era Waters of the U.S. rule, which is in effect in 22 states where court rulings have not blocked it. Here's today's She Said It, an interesting first for me. That Karen Ross, Secretary of the Department of Food and Ag, describing a speech she will give today at the United Nations Climate Change Conference in Bonn, Germany.
Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, June 18th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.